Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Honest to Pod with me, Ashley McAllister. And me, Matthew Alley. And this is episode 81. 81 it is not, it's 82. 81. 82, 82, 82. <laughs> Did you generally this forget Because I, <laughs> I make notes every week, and I obviously last week I have... I, the start of my notebook always starts with the number, so I never forget what number it is. Yeah. And I obviously then just looked last week and seen 80 and wrote 81 this week. And I was like, nope, it's 82. <laughs> um, so if you like your listeners, we had a quite long chat last week with um yokai who was our guest on and um so we split the episode into two parts which is helpful which means that um you get a treat of a week you know because it was raining a lot last week so it's probably good to stay in and listen to our wonderful podcast so yeah we're kind of like mm. a week ahead in some ways and we covered so much in that episode. We talked about acting stories, what it's like auditioning, identity, names, uh, everything. I mean, I can't think of anything. We didn't oh, We didn't cover Ireland. We never cover Ireland. <laughs> well, no, hold on, we um, did. Because, um, uh, was that, I think it was on the Oh, website. we talked about, no, I think, was that not off? That was offline. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was, it was. Oh, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about Ireland offline. It just didn't it make did. the cut. It doesn't require <laughs> any, any notice. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a good episode. It was really good, and it was really nice actually for me just to catch up with Yokai because, as I said, like um, we went to school together. Um, it, so he'd be one of my oldest friends. Twenty years is a long time when you think about it. Actually, mm. um, we were in the same form class, and we definitely connected like early on, and we were friends for a whole five years in school. I would say. Um, oh. Yeah, you know, I, you know, as life goes on, you kind of go on your own way, but it's nice to be able to come back. You know. Um, yeah. Do you have any like friends that kind of remind you of that sort of thing where like you know like you were good friends definitely when you were younger but then when you come back and see each other like it's always you don't miss a step kind of thing but it's nice to know that you've still got that person you can rely on. Yeah, I mean there's people I um people I met whilst at uni. Like there's a lady I met uh when I worked at the cinema and you know she she still lives in Leeds and now she's She's got two little babies. Well, they're fully grown children now. But it's like, it doesn't matter how long it goes in between us not speaking. We can just pick up and we're as if we're just best friends again. Mm. It's yeah, um, it's quite, it's quite a, quite a nice friend. Because there's nothing worse than coming back and feeling awkward with people. And you're like, oh, well, I feel that friend. God. It is, isn't it? It's awful. And like, yeah. you know, like, you're like, oh, we're such good friends. It's been happy years. Like, oh, let's just meet up and you go there. And you sit down and you're like, Oh my god! I don't think I like the person you've become. <laughs> no, and that's what people. That's I say it. There's a there's a reason and a season for friends, and you outgrow them, and sometimes they outgrow you. And that's not a bad thing. What's worse is to try and force a friendship, which you know, you're not getting anything from. Because I, there's people who there are just people there who just seem to drain, and mm. you know, li- life changes everyone. Um, so yeah, people grow, people evolve. Look at us. We're still friends five how long have we been friends now, Matt? It's gotta be like seven or eight years, I think, no? Well it's definitely more than seven. I thought you were gonna um, say less because you said five or six. Why more than seven? 
Well, I just realized what year it was. And I don't know when we met. We well, 2013 was whenever um <gasps> it's hard to talk about, but I broke up with my ex and um, God, you will not let it go. Some people grow, <laughs> I know. remember you need to grow. <laughs> I know you can't build I can't build that bridge. I can't I can't build that bridge. Um yeah, so that was 2013, so we would have met before then, obviously. So good 2013 fuck me yeah so long time i do like i do know i do really like facebook memories for that because you don't realize how much time it's been and like recently i was just talking about my very first holiday without my mum when we went to grand canaria um and that's just showing up now on my feed 13 years ago and i remember that holiday very well and it's i i I like that for facebook memories because you forget about how long it's hard to say how long things are in terms of time isn't it you don't actually really know yeah, I mean, this. look at this year, It's you just sort of blink and it's already June. Fuck me. Oh, wow. It's mad. Isn't it mad that it's been three months since I was in London? Oh, I was going to say that. That's not mad. Um, three months has been like quarantine, yeah, or like, you know, lockdown or coronavirus. But yeah, it's three months that you've been in London. That's mad. <laughs> Do you miss London? It is. Because like, I think it's quite... I've been thinking about this because I don't know what it would be like if you were in London during this whole, like, everything that's going on but do you how do you feel about London and not um, home and all that uh, I'm definitely glad I was back in Ireland for isolation 100% um, I just think as much as I love the people I live with one of the guys does work at the NHS does work in hospitals in fact he works in the hospital he works in the hospital the very first coronavirus uh, patient was uh diagnosed so i think there's a high chance that i i mean i think i had it anyway but there's a high chance i definitely would have got it um plus with uh just the setup as well like i would still be working the other housemate would still be working uh like nine to fives and then obviously the guy who works in the nhs would be doing shift work um there's three of us there's a dog I just, I just feel it would be very claustrophobic. And me and me and the other guy who works the nine to five jobs, we spoke about it. And I said, look, I'm sort of glad I'm here because I'm sure we would have had ourselves killed if we had have been in the house all the time like that. <laughs> and you know, it's it's true. It, it's I think it's really hard to put yourself in a s- isolation scenario and not just sort of snap at people for no reason. Oh my god, um, absolutely! I did that to my housemates for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's like reasonable stuff, but it's more like a like a over the top reactions because like cleanliness is quite important to me um yeah. and it, that isn't necessarily followed through i'd say in my household but like my reaction to it was completely unnecessary do you know what i mean um yeah a reasonable thing would have just been to say like i know that we're now in the same space can we just clean regularly or, or whatever it, you know instead of i was like moody for like two weeks mm. i snapped at one of my housemates really really badly i apologized afterwards and hope and i think we're good um mm. but like it was just like that you know tenseness around being in the same space and those little things that yeah. make it on you, for sure. Whereas you're already horrible to your mum, so there's no, like, exaggeration. <laughs> you just behave exactly the way that you did before, and then for her, it's reasonable, and for you, it's reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, you know, today, um, I, <laughs> I'm not... Just to point out, anyone who's listening thinks, God, does Ashley really hear his mum? They've heard the podcast, right? Hopefully they have. I um I love my mum so much and 
I uh, today I gave her a hug and just said, "Mom, you know what? See, the next time you slip or fall, you're going straight to your home. I hope you know that." <laughs> I love you, but <laughs> <laughs> I love you, but I'm not looking after this. Um, no, I. She is like my mom. Like she's an absolute character. Like I've said that before. She, um, she's just so obsessed. She is still obsessed with Animal, Animal Crossing. And what's is. more is anytime I, like, for example, she she monopolizes the TV in the living room. So anytime I come down, like, to sit and read or do something on the laptop on the other, like, on the other sofa, she's like, oh, I've caught this fish. Would I show you? And then she'll take me around the museum and I'll see all her butterflies, all the dinosaur bones she's got. Then she'll say, we've had some new neighbors move in. I'm like, mom, no, we haven't. You're in a computer game. Uh, stop it. And Hold she- on. You talk about this in Red Dead Redemption, bitch. <laughs> well i know i i do but i've stopped playing that because my boo started coughing a lot more and I, well i yeah i mean he went to the doctors and he got diagnosed with tuberculosis and it's, he said you know you don't have long left and i was like you know i can't i can't play this through to the end i can't i can't <laughs> break my heart weeks. i can't take it right now yeah no it's it, it has been a tough couple of weeks i've um i don't think i could take the loss of a loved one right now um <laughs> well yeah <laughs> uh but yeah it's I can't even know what the point of this was. Oh yeah, isolation. So my, yeah, I mean, I'm. I guess I'm very lucky. I mean, me and my brother have snapped at each other a very few times, but I mean, I guess the good thing about that is, you. I always fight with my siblings, and you know, my sister and I argue. Um, though, actually, the only one I don't argue with is the one I have least in common with, and it's it's quite nice when he's he's isolated. He isolated with his girlfriend, so mm. he comes around every night again, sits outside, and we just have to chat, and it's like. We just we we have the least in common just because I, there's a big age difference. But then me and the one who I argue with a lot, we have we're so similar that we argue a lot. That's the reason why we argue a lot. Yeah, um, it makes sense. But the other one, yeah, the other one, because my brothers are twins. The other one is just like so different from me, and we, that's why we've never had much in common. But we also just we just get on. We just chat and just it's it's normal. Um, and then me and my sister are the closest in age. Well, apart from if it's the two twins, I'm closer to my sister in age than my brother, so we've always sort of grown up. So it's weird, but um, yeah. But it's uh, yeah. The last few weeks have been tough, and um, I know I joked there about how it would be sad to for my little loved one on my little cowboy to die, but uh, it's just like, everything else has just been tough, I think. And uh, work's been. My boss is amazing at work, I have to say. She's absolutely amazing, and I will miss working for her whenever my contract ends. Um, uh, but yeah, I think London's been playing on my mind for the last few weeks because a lot of people are asking me when I'm thinking about going back. And I mean, I do miss it, um, and I cannot wait to get back. But I don't want to get back to London that, like, I can't see people with, and like, I don't. It's so I don't even like go on social media or watch the news anymore because I'm just so over a lot of it but i don't even know what people can do anymore like are you allowed to go around people's houses or like i'm not mm. going to come back and sit in my sit in the house and not do anything by myself so i mean i can do that i can do that here <laughs> with a lot more well, stuff yeah. around i imagine you're still seeing people now though i mean things are easing up we only only the other day have we gone down to like level three although it was more like it seemed like a result of what everyone was doing already i can only speak for london um so I don't know what it's like in, in quieter areas, but my fucking God, is it busy outside? Like, mm. oh, my days. And then I heard that next Saturday, so this will be the Saturday after the podcast comes out, because Pride isn't happening, people organising, like, a big event in Clapham Common. 
Oh, wow. And I'm like, oh my God. If there's like this... I went to a park last Saturday and no one... I mean, on all levels, including the group that I was in, um, measures were not being followed. Hugs and kisses were all over the place. People were done... Like, I mean, it was... It was, it was insane. It was like a festival. Um, and it was so hot and it was lovely and everyone was drunk and I was like, wow. Like, everyone... And myself included, because I got there, and I, sh- I guess I gave them to really, like, peer pressure in that respect. Because um, we'd gotten there, and then, um, like, I don't hug people and stuff like that. I, I might touch elbows or something, but everyone was like, oh, can I have a hug? And I was like, oh, fuck, like, what do I do? And then it was just like, everyone, and I was like, okay. And then as I got more drunk, like, I was just, like, got into it. And then afterwards, I was like, God, that was so stupid. Like, it was just, um, I felt a bit, like, stupid for giving in to, like, um, and, and not having more, like, strength, I guess, in that way. Um, and I found it yeah. really difficult because it was honestly like um, at the time me and Ed were the only ones who were like oh we're not going to hug anyone or anything everyone else everyone else in the group was like meh you know and I was like oh wow I didn't realise we were going that far already and then yeah if this is big pride event on like Saturday and Clapham coming I'm like oh no no thank you ma'am but it is busy are you not going to go? oh no 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 not at all not at all that, that does like the thing is, is I went on Saturday because it was um, like a birthday of someone really important and I wanted to go for that reason. But I knew there'd be a lot of people. In fact, I'd ask, and I was like, fuck's sake. Um, but I wouldn't... Oh, Whose who's birthday was it? Um, Adam Cox's. Oh. Yeah. So his Happy birthday, Adam Cox. The week, yeah. Well, I didn't realise your birthday was so close to his and my mum's, to be fair. So I shall remember that now forever. Because um, Ashley never said when we recorded last week, and um, I've been a terrible friend, but it was actually Ashley McAllister's birthday last week, Sunday on the... And um, I did not remember at all. And then he was like, also, it's my birthday. Bye. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, shit. And I already knew you were going, like, you know, um, you were you're having a little quiet time. Like, you weren't sort of the best. And I was like, wow. Like, I know I'm, I can be like, um, I'm not the most selfless person. To be fair, I can be absent-minded. But that one, I was like, shit, man, you're a bad friend. You're a bad friend. No. I, thing is, and... I don't expect people don't need to remember birthdays anymore because Facebook does all that reminding for you. So the night before I was like, no, two nights before I was like, shit, I don't want loads of messages because I don't want to sit and have to, you know, engage with people or, so I, I took that notification off so people wouldn't see that it was my birthday. Um, and I just, yeah, I mean, like, I, like you said, like I said, I've, I've been, like I've said as well, I've been not in the best of form mentally the last few weeks and I just, I've needed to switch off social media and, um it's just yeah and i just didn't want to go have to do all that and i just had a really like after we finished recording we went downstairs uh i was supposed to go around and see some friends and then my brother had bought me the Catan expansion pack so yeah, me seafarers. my brother seafarers yes uh me my mom and my brother and my brother's girlfriend sat and played that and yeah it was fun it was fun uh, and then I also got a GoPro, which is yet to come because the company screwed me over. Oh. Um, well, no, just like I ordered it and it wasn't out of stock. It was really cheap. So I ordered it on this website. And then like two days later, it's supposed to arrive like by the Wednesday. And I had already written them an email on the Monday saying, just make sure this is dispatched today. Thank you. Because it says dispatched between two or delivered within two to five days and i was like trying to say yeah can i have it more in the two-day side rather than the five-day side so emailed them and then they didn't respond and then i emailed them again the tuesday and they still didn't respond then they emailed me on the wednesday to say it was out of stock and it would be a week and i was like well 
you weren't very quick to respond to my emails, but you're very quick to take my money. So this is unacceptable. And then I yes, just sort of Karen, like, Karen. <laughs> then I really frustrated to take it out on customer service. You're like, bitch. <laughs> it's been a hard two weeks. Um, I just camera, <laughs> and you can always tell, like when, when you know working in restaurants and stuff, you can tell when the customer goes off, and it is nothing to do with what has happened. Like it's very obvious, <laughs> you know. And you're like, I know, I know, life is hard. Yeah, no, and I've been. Some people are like I had to travel all the way from work. I had to get up at six a.m. just to come here to get my muffin. And I'm like, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, baby, baby is. <laughs> so yeah. And I used I used the classic line. They're like, "Oh, we're really sorry." I was like, "Don't apologize." Um, and I said, "I don't, I don't want your apologies. I just want my camera, please." <laughs> um, uh, and um, I just said I was very disappointed in the customer service uh, yeah and then I also realised that I'm not a middle aged woman with a waterfall haircut and and I need to snap out of it mm, yeah you know. and then I decided to learn a new skill I've been learning sort of motion graphics uh, with Adobe After Effects which has been exciting they look really good. They look really, really nice. I will say. I've got all the animation and stuff going on at the minute, which yeah. I'm building in. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much my week. It's been pretty meh. I can't think of anything else. Um, was there anything else that's happened to me this week? There was one thing, but I can't remember. <laughs> okay. What about you, Matt? Tell us about your week. My week was all right, but so the, it was really strange. Um, so I consider myself like a morning person. I tend to wake up quite easily. Um, I'm a, like I'm best in the morning, then I become an absolute tyrant in the afternoon. Um, but mm. for this week, it has been really, really like the opposite. Um, I've been waking up really, really tired. I've been so irritable the first two hours of the day, um, and I'm not sure why. And so like Ed has gotten the brunt of that for sure because he's like, "Yeah, right, I'm out, I'm fine." He's like, do you want a coffee? I'm like, oh. mm, yeah, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, and I think I'm coming out of it a little bit now. But yeah, same. But then the rest of the day, I'm grand. Like, you know, I'll yeah. do my exercises, then I'll have a wash. And I'm like a new person. But it's just like, and it's, I don't know why I've been so tired in the morning and um, like so craggy, but that's new for me. That's, that's not normal. Normally horrible in the afternoon, to be fair. So, yeah. Um, but I did finish this book called The Descent of Man. Have you heard of it? Oh, no. So it's a very, um, it's by Grayson Perry, who I'd never actually really heard of. I heard the name, but didn't know who he was um, before. And um, I just wanted to mention it just because I think it's a really good book to read. It's very small, very easy. And it's got, um, with everything that's going on in the world at the moment, it's not about that in particular. It's actually just about masculinity as a whole. So Grayson Perry is an artist, um, a very famous artist in the UK. And it's also a transvestite. Uh, so he likes to dress up as a woman and he names that character Claire. And he talks about his own experiences of masculinity through his life, growing up in certain times. Um, and there are, it talks a lot about misogyny and feminism. It talks a lot about race as well, actually, and impacts like that. And even if it's not just about masculinity, the sentiments are the same about people hating themselves and kind of projecting that onto others and being brought up in a society that tells you how you should act as a man and sort of things like that. And I think that's the same for when you're brought up in society that tells you how to act if you're a white person, if you're a black person, if you're an Asian person. And I think a lot of the sentiments for me ran 
quite true. Um, and I'm recommending the book to you, actually, actually. I think you'd really take from it. I think there are areas that are quite... Um, I think areas that you might be like, that's bullshit, you know, um, which is fine, <laughs> obviously, which is fine. Um, but yeah, it's a really good book. It's called The Descent of Man by Grayson Payne. I just finished it. It's a tiny, tiny little book, actually. So it's, you read so fast anyway that you do it, I'd say, like in three days, for example, two or three days. I bet. Um, but yeah, mm. so that was good because it, um, it addresses a lot about masculinity. I've already had my own ideas about masculinity in general. Like, a, you know, I think I've gone through my journey and come on the back end in terms of, I try, I try to address my areas of masculinity and try and push forward my ideas of femininity and stuff. Um, and I've mentioned many a time about that, that event I went to in March um, about queer, trans, intersex, people of colour. And I thought I was already on the spectrum, sort of like the queer spectrum. But that opened my eyes up completely differently. And this book has done the same. Um, so yeah, oh. it's just a little book shout out is, is what I'd say because nothing else really happened the week. It was raining a lot, so... And I was a little bitch every morning to Ed, so I would like to apologise to him on here because I would never do it in person, and I know he doesn't really listen to this, so um, he'll never hear uh. me, so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But no, otherwise, week's pretty standard, to be fair. Um, just RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Stars 5. So I know you do watch it now, I'm aware that you do. Are you watching All-Stars 5? Uh, no, do you know what? I stopped watching it because... Oh. I uh, the one time you remember that I watch it and I'm like yeah, I know I see <laughs> I stopped watching I didn't even watch the end of that last season because I was just like I can't remember what happened and I was just like this is bullshit this is just the worst oh I think it was the snatch game one I was like this is just terrible oh um, what no maybe it wasn't the snatch game one maybe I did watch that one it was the one after it I remember watching one thinking and I was I remember being halfway through an episode and then somebody asked me to do something and usually I'm like actually I'm going to finish this episode and then do what you asked me to do and I was like oh, I'll just turn this off because I'm not I'm not invested um but you know, these things can be like you know if you're in a which I you know like you know if you're in, in an irritable mood and somebody on a tv show is irritating you then I'm just like yeah I'm done with it I don't know if I ever really get that affected by like tv shows in terms of someone irritating me so in fact, no, because of the type of... I think we're very different there in the way that we watch TV. I think... So, you know, I like trashy, really simple, overhyped Reality. television. Like Americanized. So I, I feed into someone who's irritating. Like, that feeds me. I want to see more. I want to be more annoyed and frustrated with this person. Whereas, because you don't like reality TV that much, um, I guess mm. you veer away from it kind of thing. Because I was going to say... Yeah. We spoke just before and you said, you know, you know when you're almost, like, feeling to burst? Like, I had my cry about two weeks ago when I was watching that Netflix film um 13th and um mm -hmm. i think everything came out at that point like i was inconsolable for like 15 minutes um because it was watching the film but it was just everything that was going on and then after that i felt so good you should watch some queer eyes so that's some cheap tears so watch queer eye it's not too emotional it's not 13th <laughs> or something where you're literally like fuck me this happening to people but um that can make you cry immediately and then i think it'll just flush out your system and you'll be like, you know what i'm ready to go bitch so before before we started recording, Matt had the aim to make me cry whilst recording. Uh, um, it's just all I want. But, we used to take pictures because every time someone cries, you're, and the problem is I cry more than you. So every time I cry at like a party or something, you got the fucking camera out, being like, "Oh my god, cry more!" <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm like, so "Oh, nice. I'm there for you," but here's a camera. Here's the camera. Let's take a selfie while I hug you. <laughs> <laughs> that New Year's Eve was bad. I don't know why I stopped crying, but that was bad. 
Um, that was New Year's Eve. Just we were all at this party, and all of a sudden, we're out in the balcony watching fireworks, and then I look over, and there's Matt like, I did them. I said and you were laughing at me you did you fucking laughed you little bitch i know i was concerned but (laughs) yeah but i did i wasn't like laughing i wasn't like oh look at matt crying i was like oh matt (laughs) i saw the funny side of it i was like god i can't stop crying I know. I, I was, it was not too too long after I broke up with Adam, and I think I was just feeling very low. I mean, it was a while. To be fair, it was actually a while after I broke up with him. I don't understand. Well, it, <laughs> it, it was Michael, not Adam. But um, oh yes, it was because it was Michael. Um, yeah. Oh, that was closest to time because I think that was like August, um, but it was still New Year's, and I was like contemplating yeah. life, and I was like, God, where am I left? What's going on? And then fireworks. Is... I find fireworks quite magical. And New Year's Eve, isn't it? It's all very like, you know, you've got a plan ahead for the next year. And for some reason, it's such a monumental day when if, essentially it's just another day. Like, if I want to start something, I can start it now. I don't need to wait for New Year's. And also, I can still remember and enjoy my, like, life. But yeah, I was just like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm alone. <laughs> Fireworks. <laughs> Maybe that's how I feel about right now. Like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. I know. 35 now. 35. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, my days. So this happened to someone that I worked with, right? And he didn't really know what was going on. And then it came out after. So maybe that's part of it. He was someone, I was his manager. And then he was, he was turning 30, right? And then in the build up to it, honestly, he just lost his mind, lost (gasps) his mind. And then it was honestly, he was like an absolute terror. And then his birthday had happened. And then I ended up taking him to the pub and being like, listen, we need to talk about this because this is not okay. Because he stormed out all of this trouble and then basically as he was talking it was coming out and he was like you know i'm 30 i've got two children i don't know where i am in my life i'm just working here and i was like oh of course and he didn't even realize why he was so like like erratic or emotional at the time so that and, and that it really makes sense when you think about it isn't it because you were saying like 35 and stuff like that um, mm, that's so true I think, I think it does form part of it to be fair yeah and then when you have your friends forget your birthday and make you feel even more isolated it's the good thing is, yeah. is we were talking about friendship at the beginning of this, <laughs> is on the flip side, do you ever think about your friends now and you think, you know, there are some friends that I really feel, and you never know what's going to happen, and I think it would be disappointing if it changed otherwise, but there are a couple of people, I think more about the relationships I have and the ones I'm trying to build on more, but I really think about the people that I would just love and want to have for the rest of my life, you know, whereas you don't think about that mm. when you're in school too much, when you build these connections, and I guess you're still growing as a person, but now I'm feeling more secure and and, and I'm growing, obviously, but this, I feel like for the most part, give or take a few like ways of being, this is pretty much the person I'm going to be now for the rest of my life, if that makes sense. And so the relationships I have are really important because you and Jordan and Adams know and love me for who I am and Drew. And like, I imagine, and I will work hard to say that you will be my friend, one of my best friends for the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, yeah, yeah. You think about that a bit more because I know there's like, you know, and only a handful of people in some ways, like I might be able to count them on one hand, but there's just these few people that I just like, I will fight. There's some people that I, I really enjoyed their friendship, relationship, and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen in a way. But there are just some people that I will just need to fight for, to have in my life. Um, and yeah, I now what? include you into that bracket, <clears throat> babe. Oh, um... I think I've been in that bracket for a couple of years at least. 
<laughs> messages I get. But um, not even in the first year of the podcast, bitch. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, some some friendships. This is my approach to friendships. I some friendships just are seem more organic, and they don't need work. They don't need they don't need a lot of work to hold them together, and that's great. That's a good friendship. Other friendships where you have to work on it. Um, again, there's value in them because. Sometimes friends have different opinions and different stances on things than you have, and that's all right. I think it's better for humans to have people with different personalities around them because it helps them grow and helps them learn and, you know, understand different people's perspectives, and that I think that's a good thing as well. Mm. I think, to me, the friendships that are not long-lasting are ones that are always seem to be taken but never given. Yeah, and that I'm keep I'm keeping that vague because I think it covers so many different aspects. Whether it's taken emotionally, taken physically, taken financially, or whatever it is, there's just different elements of friendships, and it's just like I, and you get to a certain age, you know. I'm now I'm 35, I'm over the hill. You sort of have to look back and say, do am I going to spend hours working in this thing when I don't get anything back, versus spending time with somebody who I don't have to work at all and it's just a good friendship that that meshes well it's mm. <sighs> anyway should we jump in and talk about topics yes okay um so because we have our guests on the past couple of weeks we've had some really important conversations about race uh given what's going on I think and I would like to continue to talk about racial issues so in response to what's happening in the world and Black Lives Matters, Grinder have decided to remove their ethnicity filter um, when searching for potential mates. Is mates mm. the right word? Yes. Um, uh, mates uh, for Grindr, uh, I wouldn't say mates. I'd say hookup. I find, well, I mean, I never, I wasn't really a grinder guy when I had apps and when I was single. Um, I was more of a scruff queen. Um, yeah. But yeah, for sure. I mean, I meant mates. I meant like mating, you know, I guess. Like, um, yeah. Although one thing I want to try, <laughs> this is a side thing, which is really bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we spoke about this before, I think before you left when we were watching the rugby. Um, because I'd never really been into it and it does sound really hot to me. And then I was like, oh, no, I couldn't do that. But more so recently, I was like, oh, and obviously I can't do that. So it's kind of a moot point, really. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> did you, <laughs> did you forget that you are <laughs> in a relationship and coming live from his house right now? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Um, but this idea of like a non-sex like it's kind of hot right like someone just messages you and be like my door's open um, just come in and then you don't even see their face just pump and go and I'm like um, <laughs> that's so interesting um, that's so no that's not for me no okay I feel like I'm getting a bit more kinkier in my old age or at least acknowledging it accepting it because um, well, I try my best not to be judgmental. Well, not try my best. It doesn't, it's not really that hard for me to, to not be judgmental about people's fetishes in general, I think, because of my relationships in the past and my understanding of it. Because, like, um, some people I know would be like, oh, no, that's disgusting. And I'm like, absolutely not. You can't say that about... I would never want to say that about anyone's kink of any kind, if I'm honest. And I will say this, though. <laughs> um, another plug. I don't know why it's not my book, but 
the descent of man he talks about fetishes um and really like fetishes from he's like from being like from vanilla to dressing up in women's clothes to bdsm and he says even to like the illegal ones which are like you know um pedophilia and like bestiality because obviously like they are fetishes aren't they really um but anyway yeah, man, I never know. <laughs> back on topic how do you feel about the fact that um the ethnicity filter is has been removed from grinder um how do i feel about it i mean um, if you hear noise in the background my mom is in a room making noise and it's she tell so that loud. bitch oh, fucking so stop hell, chewing mom. so loudly <laughs> stop <Have> breathing <laughs> um I mean, this is going to sound awful to start off with, but let me finish my point. I did not expect this. Oh, my God. Please uh, tell. Tell us. Tell us why, why it's your premise so you should win. Well, I think it's a good thing, but I think it has zero value. Oh, okay. Wow. I, well... I'm one of these people that finds beauty in anything I look at. Mostly. That is completely not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Ninety nine percent of the my time. God. You do not. Um, we need several mirrors for this conversation. Uh, well, no, I mean, I don't. Go on, I'll stop interrupting. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think I. To me, race doesn't put me off somebody. If that makes sense. So I wouldn't look at somebody and say, "I'm not going to." find that person attractive because they're Asian or because they're black um, or whatever other people that put in their profiles know this, know that. The, the thing is people out there like who they like and people out there are convinced that they don't like black people and I don't know why or they don't like Asian people or whatever. And it, to me, it, it's just so it's narrowness. Like you're, my opinion is that somebody who puts that or has that sort of stance without even actually, you know, delving a little bit down into into in, into understanding why they they're cutting themselves off from some great sex mm. or great relationships or you know, it's just I don't know. I mean, it's but then the day there's even if they take off that filter, um, which isn't. You know, the filter only applies to memberships. Like, you have to... And I fucking didn't realise, but Grindr can charge £32 a month for a membership. Oof, that's the premium what? one. Oh, my but God. But that's £32. If you're on there and you're paying £32 a month to filter off that you don't want to see Asian people on your profile, you have more money than sense. That's all I'm saying. The gays do, um, The gays do. That pink point. Um, but yeah, I mean, and the, re the reason I'm saying is people are still going to either write on their profile, uh, no trans, no black, no whatever. Uh, or as soon as somebody messages, you know, people who have that mentality are still going to write back. I mean, I've seen an example on an article I read where this Asian person had messaged somebody, this older white man and the older white man's response is like ooh Asian no thanks or something like that and it's like you're still gonna have fucking idiots out there who do this and um but I guess as a company doing it, it it's a good starting point on the movement I know a lot of people backlash and grind are saying don't applaud this uh they shouldn't have had it in the first place and it's like 
well, that's how, you know, pro progression has to happen and you have to kind of appreciate that this is a, a step in the right direction. Well, yeah, well, that's the thing because I, I'm struggling on, in, a, in a lot of places, I guess, when I get, and, and it's difficult, it's very like pink pound sentiment where people are doing things for Black Lives Matter just in general because they don't want to be seen as um, not anti-racist and, and all that such. But sometimes, I, I don't know if we did say it last week, but it seems there are a lot of things where you're damned if you do, damned if you don't in a lot of these situations, isn't it? Like it feels like at the moment. Whereas if anyone responds or reacts, there's always going to be a certain section of people that would be like, well, they should have done it anyway. And we're like, well, you can't turn back time. You know, you can't turn back time. Yeah. They didn't do it. Now they're doing it. Um, and this is anyone, not just Grinder. And it's like, well, you know, better late than never, all that sort of shit, isn't it? Although it still needs to have some depth to it. It still needs to be, you know, actions need to be reinforced with actions beyond like what's going on at the moment. But yeah, and it is tokenistic. Like it's very, it, in the grand scheme of thing, it really doesn't. It's, it's not a huge step. It's very symbolic more than anything. But I'm okay with it. Yeah. I'm okay with the fact that you know what, Grinder's seen as the one of the largest. Um, I want to say dating apps, but that's obviously not true. Whatever you want to call it. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean. And in, in terms of like the gay world, for sure, it's the you know it's the, the um, one of the most popular ones, if not the largest one. Anyway, it said four million users a day. Kind of thing. It's um, definitely the one that any, like, because it's definitely the most popular one, um, or the most well known, even in the non-gay world. Like a lot of straight mm -hmm. friends I have with no grinder, so I'm sure it's definitely the one that, like, low-key, not out of the closet gays download to, you know, have a look at the world, which is again very limiting, given that I dare say that grinder attracts a very different audience than other apps that can be a bit more niche yeah well i don't see i mean i guess in some ways grinder can be a bit twinky but i don't know if it's particular i feel like it's quite broad whereas the other a lot of the other apps are very like um streamlined they're bear yeah fetish cubs um there's one that is quite popular in america so um part of the reason i want to talk about this is i was speaking to one of my friends as well one of our mutual friends who is a person of color and he was just like um you just can't see any black people on these apps. Like, where are they? Where are these people? Because it's not like, whether you can search for them or not, if you just look in the areas, they're literally not on the app. There's no pictures of them. And I think being gay within, say, a black society or an Asian society, um, I think there are still some barriers, you know, like still some self-hate when it comes to that. You know, in some instances, people might think that black people are less tolerant or, you know, old school traditions might dominate. So people don't come out to their family and friends for a long time. But actually, mm. they're just not on the app sometimes. But there's one called Adam for Adam, which is popular in America, but not here. And that's predominantly like black people. That's kind of known. It was never branded that way. It just kind of fell that way. Um, yeah. But it's interesting. I wonder where black people would be. Because I don't even, I mean, not, I'm, I don't really know where, um, what apps many black people would be on if they are on them, you know? Um, but overall, I'm, I, I think I, it's a good decision. Huh? I don't know. I have them filtered off my search. Well, it's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, <laughs> that, was a, that was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, and this is myself including, because I'll only talk about me, I guess, but I was one of those people that would say that they preferred white guys, right? It was something that, um, you know, I've almost exclusively been with just white guys, right? Yeah. And and I think that that's to my detriment for sure, because um, some of our friends who are really just, who are genuinely just really broad in their tastes, are able to experience a lot more. And it's always something that I've been quite, I mean, ashamed is definitely the word for it because I don't understand why. 
Um, and I think there is a certain level of conditioning when it comes around to it. But I, I, I like, I sort of thought about like the porn that I looked at, right? I look at porn and I'm like, and I looked at kind of things and, and, and the way that I would act in certain, and I was like, well, every bit of porn that I look at is just white people. So I, like, I kind of, I, like I'd say over the last year or two, I've sort of just changed that and made sure that, you know, when I'm looking at something sexual, it is like more diverse, basically, both in yeah. not just, it's not like, cause sometimes you're searching, like I want muscle, white, mask, you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, well, no, we'll go for a little twinky one. We'll go for, I like a, like an oversized or a chub, you know, all sorts, basically just, just a bit of very, just any sex will do, you know? <laughs> um, but I think that's really important. I do think that genuinely, I, it was a psychological decision and, a, and a purposeful one, because I think that you condition yourself to look at certain things in a certain sexual way, but. Um, I think, I mean, there's, yeah, I, I totally agree with that as well. I, I mean, to me, what's going to, another comment I read on one of the articles, I can't remember which one it was, but they said like, well, you can't force people to be attractive to people they're not attracted to. Mm. Um, and, you know, we all, as much as it's, whether it be a narrow one or a broad one, we, we all have a certain type that we find more attractive than another type. Yeah. And whether that be as narrow down as, you want a muscularly hairless, you know, six foot two, however niche you want to make it. Obviously the more niche you make it, there's not going to be as many um, fish in the sea, but mm -hmm. you know, if, as soon as you start broadening up, you get to experience different people. Cause I'm on this Facebook group and it's, I can't remember what it's called. Oh yeah. It's called gay man thriving or something. And gay men of Ireland. No gay man thriving. Oh, thriving. Uh, it's a big, Sorry. yeah. It's a big, it's a big Facebook group, and but it's mostly American. And I got on there just to sort of, I sort of went on there just to sort of understand more about, not understand more, sort of like listen to what gay men are talking about. Just to, you know, actually to help with the podcast to understand topics and stuff like that. But the one thing that is posted so much is how people cannot find happiness because they're single. Uh, and it's a, it's a stance I argue with. It's a stance I argue with a lot of the time. And I, I think I've made a couple of posts on there, which has then got backlash because people like to argue. Um, I say, you know, happiness doesn't come, you know, find happiness in yourself before you want to find happiness with somebody else. Um, you should, you know, you shouldn't pin happiness on somebody else's actions, whether you know that person or not. Um, and it it's, it is just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's disheartening to read that a lot of people out there can feel that they're only happy. They can only be happy if they're in a relationship. And when you, when you put down a, a couple of people who have sort of sort of people put up their problems and other people respond to them. A couple of people I've decided to respond to this is going back ages ago. Um, I said, well, what are you doing to, you know, meet people? Because well, I go on the apps and this, and I never I'm like this. I was like, well, maybe, if that's not working, why not try something different? Why not go out to bars or, you know, join a social club of where it's, you know, a gay social club, whether it be like gay board game or gay sports club or gay book club or whatever, and just meet people in real life versus meeting people online and then meeting them and then meeting them in real life and then not living up to your expectation. You'd be quite surprised if you go to your club and sit down to somebody who you would not maybe chat to online and then all of a sudden you sparked a connection with them. Um, that's a better way to meet people. 
Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm in complete agreement. Like, you need to be happy within yourself. You need to have some level of um, contentment and say and accept yourself for who you are before you then say that you need someone else to make you happy. Like, I couldn't even. I don't know. I couldn't even imagine that. Like, you need a certain level of security and. You know, meet people. I would even talk about my current relationship. Like, I would probably, I wouldn't say like he'd be like probably the first person that I would see on the app and be like, Do you know what, I'm down. Um, yeah. But we met old school in a club, started chatting, yeah. and, and it was the whole package, the whole thing that came across that I was like, oh, absolutely, I'm 100 percent in. Um, which is you don't really get that because apps have brought the decline of like club life, really, isn't it? Because yeah, you know, even when we very first started going out in clubs, to be fair. But even before us, um, that's how people met. They met in person, not online. And, you know, just gaydar was the only sort of thing that, that there was. Yeah. Um, and you get to know people a bit differently. You get to see them. Um, for sure. Um, yeah. And I also, I also did say to a lot of these people um, that, because I like to be harsh, fuck, what did I say? I've literally forgotten I had it there. And then you talked about clubs <laughs> and I thought, oh. <laughs> Oh, I can't remember. Jesus Christ, it will come back to me and I'll interrupt you to bring it in. So if I interrupt you in the next five, ten minutes to bring it back, I'm sorry. No. Uh, well, what's quite interesting is, so as I was reading up about uh, like removing the ethnicities, and this is from people of colour as well as white people, they obviously think it was a bad thing. They think that it's, you know, um, you should, part of it was the bit I probably don't agree with, which is, um, well, I like what I like, so I should be able to choose what I like kind of thing. Because I think, well, yeah, if you if you if you if you like what you like, that's obviously a great thing. But then you close off any other opportunity to explore. And um, and in the same way that you'd said, you know, if you like what you like, that's what you like, which is completely fair. Um, I think exploration is really important. So you don't know what you truly like until you you fully realize what that is by trying different things and different people and, and whatever. Um, but yeah. also there are people that think, and these are people of color that think if you do that, then you erase, um, the ability to find people of color and, you know, Matt, I'm interrupting cause I've just, I'm interrupting just cause I remembered. So keep <laughs> your train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing <laughs> coming alive from Ireland, the other thing I would say to these people would be, do you know what's a really unattractive trait is self-loathing. So you need to pick the face off the ground and get out there and do better. <laughs> you do write some things, but you are straight social media troll sometimes. I'm like, oh. Well, I mean, if you like, if you're I mean, if true. you're going, yeah, like nobody can. If you're not confident, you have to have a certain level of confidence. I know confidence has to be grown. It has to be established. It doesn't. It just doesn't come naturally to some people. It yeah. sure hell sure as hell doesn't come naturally to me. Um, but you need to be able to, people can pick up on body language and expressionism. And if you're not coming across as somebody who is confident in themselves, nobody is going to want to, or in my opinion, nobody's going to want to, there might be people out there who's going to come on and say, do you know what? You don't come across that well, but I find that really hot. Like I, I want to buy into this you know, um, lack of self, self-respect. It's not, you need to, be more confident and expect more and then you'll get it in my opinion i, I think so and i think it, it can hopefully help breed some healthier relationships because um like self-esteem and high self-esteem i think is important to have because you need to be able to um respect yourself and love yourself and i do think there's a certain section of people that might like people that are self-loathing i think that you know some people that like to care and look after wounded people 
you get somebody like that. But yeah. then I think that brings about its own level of troubles within that relationship because your relationship is so heavily skewed in some ways. You know, the carer sometimes might need to be cared for. It's, it gives you different statuses yeah. and stuff, all that sort of stuff. Um, but I will just go back to what I was saying in terms of... Yes, um, sorry. It's okay. Um, you might... If you... Because the apps are predominantly white anyway and it's difficult to find black people and people of colour, that if you remove that function, then people that actually want that won't be able to find. And you basically get more blended in, um, which may then bring about its own thing because there's very few places for people of colour to actually um, meet people. And some people do use apps, say they say, they do say this, I've never done it before, but some people say they do do it to meet friends. And so they might look for other people of colour that... Um, because, honestly, because it's so hard to find, and it literally is really difficult to find in some situations, especially if you're not in a diverse area. So London, fair enough, you'll see black gay people all around, but you might be mm. in a you know, rural town somewhere and you want to find someone that looks and uh, like you and hopefully you have some um, similarities and someone you can identify with, and then you're not able yeah. to do that. So I, I, can, I can understand that to a certain extent. I, it's probably not... For me good enough reason to then keep the filter mm. but um it, it make i understand that a bit more than just the preferences thing because i don't think i'll fully just be like well i like what i like and that's it um even though i've i would have always considered myself someone who's very um specific and niche and and you know you probably know it, and my friends you know take the piss out of me because i pretty much go for almost like carbon copies of the same people sometimes you know um, yeah. which I wish I say I wish I've, I've definitely explored a lot more over the past two years um, and I'd like to continue to do so and find what works for me for sure well you can't know bitch because you're in a relationship I am but you know we can always open it up to some fret now joking <laughs> <gasps> people listening get in there you heard it on here first they're now taking applications for the third <laughs> well i mean to be fair though and i'll say this because we've spoken about this and i try not to not i try not that i try not to bring race into everything and i think it's always a suggestion as opposed to it's racist but i mean our experiences online are very very different and i don't think we're too dissimilar we obviously look very we obviously look very different right but i would consider both of us very handsome people i would consider myself um someone who is very attractive both in pictures and in person Right. Um, but my. I've always wondered why I don't get as much attention as some other people. Right. And I guess I shouldn't compare myself, but it's difficult when I feel like those around me and online are getting a lot of attention, whereas I don't because I'm like, because I actually, you know, confidence in certain areas isn't difficult for me. I, I believe I'm beautiful. I believe I'm attractive. I believe I'm a catch. And I think that anyone is lucky to have me. And I believe that truly. If it's conceited or. Um, overconfident fine that could be said but i'm going to stick to that because i need that to lift myself up i have my like negatives you know my body isn't the best um that's probably the only thing i could think of but your personality <laughs> is my personality um, is horrendous yeah my love <laughs> you know but you know, but um and i Chilling. and i genuinely believe that race does come into it i really do because um me and a couple of my friends, when we used to go on like rugby tours, for example, and you know, in those areas, um, every, it's a hotbed of fucking disaster, like, isn't it? Everyone's on the apps, everyone's talking to the same people, but you always get like mm. a certain section of people that 
um, for the black people, we'd all be like, oh, have you all heard from this person? Because basically that same person would message every single black person. Um, and right. any black people. <laughs> and it's like, but the thing is, it's like, I might be brown, the same as this person, but we don't look the same in my opinion. We don't look the same. Um, and sometimes you do look the same, which is fine, but not all of us. So it's just interesting that like, okay, well, this person's just going around messaging anyone that isn't white, for example. Um, and I, I do think race does come into it. I think that, you know, me being brown turns people off. Um, and I think that would be accurate because I'm gorgeous. Mm. I'm gorgeous, bitch. That's true. Mm. I don't, I mean, I can't say anything cause I'm not a person of color, so I don't, I've never experienced it. But so. you also get look an insane amount of attention and messages, um, which I get very jealous about. Very, very jealous. You get so much attention. Oh, do I? You know you do, you fucking liar. Yeah, absolutely well, bitch. No, I, the thing is, it's not... It's... Do you know what? It's... it's. I, I get what you're saying, but, for example, on the apps, very few people message me who I would instinctively message back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's... You know, so having lots of messages on an app does not create any sort of value or anything because it doesn't mean anything to me. In fact, it's pointless because I, I know as much as I may have like a few hundred unread messages, I don't. Um, like you, a few hundred. <laughs> you know, there's still not somebody who's messaging me who I want to go and meet up with. So, um, uh, so it's you know it's you know to have a hundred messages or have two messages it doesn't matter I'd rather have one message come through from somebody who I like rather than a hundred messages come through them a hundred people I don't like yeah no that's fair and it's true because then you have to work through a lot just to find someone who's actually reasonable and there are some not I try my best well I say I try my best I want to be as open as possible and um, I don't want to define what I like in terms of age and all that sort of stuff but um, and size. But there are people that I'm just not attracted to. Simple as from their pictures. And I'm like, it's just not, it's not going to be. Well, the thing is, I'm really bad, right? I shouldn't say this out loud, I guess, but I'm going to. So I've definitely like, um, I don't know how to put this. So, <laughs> I, and it's not racist, obviously, but I'm definitely like prejudiced towards like bald people. Like if someone's bald, I'm like, nope. The same way that someone would be if it was like a black person. I'm like, bald, nope. Not even gonna, I'm not even going to entertain it. So then after that, I was like, I need to stop doing this. This is really bad. Really, really bad. So I need to just like engage, get into conversation, try and not use my own prejudice against some attractive people, very attractive people. Because I know you do. And especially Adam, like loves a bald guy. Loves it. Loves it. Um, and I was just, always just like, no, next. And that was... I mean, it's... Uh, yeah. Uh, you just like... Just people who have like bald or shaved heads, um, and you're just like, oof, yeah, hundred percent. Bruce Willis. No, I'd be straight I'm gone. Bye. I'm not even gonna. Nope. Oh. Well, I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, uh, so do you know what I wanted to ask though? So like Hinge, right? So Hinge is an app as well, mm -hmm. and they have some free um, filters that you can use, and then you have to pay for some others. And someone was like, "It's ridiculous that you can." Um, choose someone you can choose someone's ethnicity for free but you have to pay like five pounds to put no smokers and I was like well that's crazy <laughs> it's quite funny yeah um, 
Uh, they have some free ones. So what ones do you think would be reasonable? Because unhinged, right? They've got age range, the distance, ethnicity, and religion as ones that you can get as preferences. Um, we're saying ethnicity, in, in my opinion, ethnicity should be removed and it's okay. Like, you know, I don't think it's okay to be able to do that. I, I, I don't believe that you should. But what do you think? I, I also think distance makes sense. Like, you know, in London, you make it a lot shorter because there's so many people, so dense populated. You don't have to travel that far. Whereas if you're in yeah. like Lima Valley, for example, you might need to do it to 100 miles. I'd still only get the same people. <laughs> you think age is okay? Um, well, I mean, I, I mean, the the thing is, the the problem problem with this is, I have experienced times on these apps where, if I've not stipulated, for example, I'm you know I'm looking for somebody between this age or that age. They've somebody's messaged me and I'm like, oh, mate, you know, you, you're not, you know, you're not really my what I'm looking for. You're not my type. And they're like, oh, why? And I was like, well, you're just probably a bit too old from what I would go for. And says, well, you didn't say age restrictions on your profile, and I'm like, okay, well, sorry. But the thing is, and this is maybe me coming from a glass half empty attitude. You're sort of damned if you do and damned if you don't. Like mm. we said earlier on about other things, is like, to me it doesn't matter what you put or whatever it does. If 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 I, for example, put on a current profile that you know I was into white people who are six foot and they lived within this and their age between that, um, and somebody messaged me who ticks all those boxes, I could still be like, I just, I just don't find you attractive. I'm not saying you're not attractive, but you're yeah. just not. You just, you just don't you know. And I also find as well and. There's people who I I would you know, message me and I said you know what I could see you're cute, but I don't I just don't you know how you, you you some people don't look good in pictures but you know they can might look good in real life, I, mm-hmm. I'd say something like if you came and chatted to me in the bar I'd hundred percent chat to you back but I just don't like the way you've presented yourself on your profile. Um, I think it tells a story just, though because you can see how they see themselves. I will say that as 100%. well. And I think that's quite important. Um, like people put like sunglasses and I'm like you are attractive. Stop putting sunglasses in. Or stop taking this angle without, you know, I don't know, certain areas, like, you might have a little bit of a double chin, so you're taking these pictures from, like, the top. And I'm like, you need to, I want you to put something that you think is an accurate representation. Not what you want people to see, but an accurate representation of who you are, kind of thing, you know? But that's there is fun. nothing worse when you open a profile and there's, like, five pictures of all the same angle, of sunglasses, and you're like, all right, I want to see your face, and then they'll send you another picture of them wearing sunglasses, like, uh, no. God. sunglasses are not fierce literally i've said it was like that's not what i asked for you clearly said the same picture i need to see one without glasses <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like what are you doing you can't yeah. send people pictures with sunglasses on it's just not okay have it on your profile mm. if you want to hide your face fine but if someone's asking you for a picture please don't do that like it's just ridiculous it doesn't make any sense yeah. sunglasses change then, people's faces so much a hundred percent and they then they always act like, oh, I didn't guess, I didn't understand what you meant. And I'm like, 100%, you knew what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I was on the apps, and I would try my best, I guess within reason is, is the right way to put it, but I would try and put, I, like, I'd always put a body pic, because my face, you know, because of my face um, and the way it is, my body is, I'm, I, like, I put my accurate weight, first of all, which mm. I was very, like, nervous about. So I did put, like, 104 kilos, which... 
because some people say, or people might say, like, oh, you don't look as big as you weigh, and it's true, and maybe I don't, and I think I'm quite, like, densely compact, but it was important for me to put my exact weight. But I also wanted to put, like, a picture of my full body because I know that I've got what I would like to consider a unique shape. Like, it's not very... It's not stereotypical. Um, I don't know if mm. you think that it's the same or not. So I think it was important for me to put that because I wanted people to see that, you know, I'm shaped like a pear, um, and yeah. they need to accept that I'm not. You know, I don't... The worst thing would be to show up for me and then be like, oh shit like i didn't expect that you know um yeah and that and and it, it was difficult for me to do it in terms of my insecurities but i thought it was the right thing to do and obviously that obviously helped to me not getting the messages that i want um, but some people are just shaped like a potato and that's it hmm. um well they also put um what well, so they've also got height children family plans education level i think is mad then politics, which I think is important. People do find that. And then I think it's fair to say with drinking and smoking. Smoking, for sure. Like I, I've, I think that's a prerequisite. I really do. Yeah, and they also have recreational drugs as well, I think, don't they? And there as well. Um, mm. I think that's fine. I think recreational drugs is, is, is decent to put. I don't know if people are yeah. going to be honest about it as well. but Because um, what they would consider, like, not often, they'd be like, oh, I only do it once a week. You know? And you'd be like, no, that's, <laughs> that's still a lot. <laughs> um yeah i mean it's hard to it's hard to hard to draw a line under this stuff you're Uh, quite aren't you You, height is quite important for you right um i get it used to be i I don't care anymore like Mm. yeah i um i used to i used to prefer people well the thing is in my head i used to prefer people who were my height or taller. Yeah. But it's any of my, and I, usually if I'm in a club, that's the type of person I'd chase after. Do you know what I mean? And you know, you, the people like you always talk about the time in Chicago, they're, they're all quite tall guys. Mm. Um, but my partners have always been shorter than me. I was going to say, yeah, one. I think so. Yeah. Um, they've all been shorter than me. Um, they've, all my partners, like people I date are different shapes, different sizes. Yeah, I've the one thing I've think I've been most the thing I'm most open about is height. Like height is irrespective. Like I genuinely believe that someone could be like five foot, and I'd be like, I'm DTF kind of thing. Or someone. Well, I mean, I've been with a few guys that are like six foot seven, but that's the tallest, and it doesn't even register. Like it's just like wicked. Um, I would say for sure. I'd be interested. So because we're getting to that age now, and then um, the other day we were with some friends, and it was a, a straight woman, and she was looking at it and and also i started watching the show on netflix called dating around and so these are people in their mid-30s or 40s and children come up a lot you know and someone's like oh you know oh my god they've got children or they're they're fine with it and stuff like um and i I guess it's really unlikely uh, not unlikely obviously well i don't know i guess there's a it's less chance that within what we're looking for people are going to be single parents they may have children maybe from previous relationships um, but I'd be surprised if someone was like the sole carer of their child as a, you know, a man who sleeps with, um, as a man who sleeps with men because they may like both or whatever. Um, how, how would children like register for you? Well, actually, um, this is not like virtual signaling or anything, but before I came back to Ireland, actually I was worried about Christmas to be fair. Um, I was chatting to a single dad who had a son and he lived over 
Greenwich way. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know how old he was? Who, the dad? Mm-hmm. Yeah, not the, well, both even, but even, yeah, and the dad. I think the dad was sort of mid-30s and the son was... No, in fact, the dad was mid to late 30s, around 40-ish. And the son was 11-ish, I think, or maybe Ooh, younger, I wow. can't remember. Um, but yeah, single single dad, sole care. Um, yeah, and it's... Yeah, I mean, it, the kid didn't put me off. I think what made it hard was his... Like, his inability to meet up, if that made sense. For sure, yeah. And and I get that, and I get that, and again, this is going to be my. It's coming from a single person without a kid. I can say that you having a kid is not my problem. So it's I, I you know if I've asked you out and you you know we've planned it and then all of a sudden you have to cancel and you have to cancel you have to cancel. I totally get you have a kid. But I'm not going to, I'll let you arrange something with me. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Does that make sense? I think so. I agree with you. Like I do, because it's it's still part of the package. Like, it, you know, and you mm. do need to take into consideration. You shouldn't dismiss it. You should be like, oh, well, excuse behavior because someone has a child or like circumstances. It does form part of it for sure. And as a person, if you're prepared to deal with someone who's not able to commit, that's fine. But I know you... You'd be the same even if they didn't have a child but kept on cancelling on you. I know that because you're quite strict about people showing up and showing up on time. Um, not strict. You're very reasonable, to be fair. You know, some people are a bit more um, freewheeling when it comes with, oh, they're more than happy just to cancel on people because they're having a bad day or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I yeah, agree. I tend to have a three-strike rule. Yeah. Um, and I, I do it with my friends. I do. I, I do. The only people I don't really do it with... Uh, some people never actually put you in that position either, which is good. Um, like, you understand that I don't like it, and I don't mind you messaging me. Well, I do mind, I'm not going to lie. Messaging no, me no. saying, I'm going to be a bit late. <laughs> I do hate it. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit and have a bitch fit, because it doesn't happen that often. And also, you respect the fact that, it, you know, that it really, really bugs me. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm historically... I'm not historically or, like, like properly bad when it comes to those things, but it just does happen. What I don't like is people who do it often and then act like you need to chill out. And I'm like, you're wasting my time. Yeah, yeah. My time is the one thing I can't get back. Mm. Don't waste my time. It really drives me insane. No, um, I agree. I had that because like, there was a guy just before Christmas that I was kind of seeing. And I really liked him. Like, honestly, I thought he was really, I thought he was really handsome. He's very sweet, um, quite shy. And I mean, this is, you know, it may sound bad as well, but like his dad was really ill and mm. it hit him really badly and he was going home a lot and stuff which is fine he was okay to meet up but it was very very difficult to get his time and mm. both just in person but also just that messaging so like i sent a message and i might not hear back for like a week um and i was like well I, and i said like after like you know i i'm interested in you and i'd like to continue but i just don't think that um it seems like you're not in the right place to give someone else your time as well and i think you just need to sort out um how your feelings are going at this point before you then share it with someone else because that's essentially what it is like you know if you're ready to date someone you need to be ready to date someone you need to be able to give them Mm -hmm. time as well because uh, it's you know unless you want to just hook up or you want to just 
like take your mind away, then that I was like, that's not really me. I'm not that person to just take your mind off of your. Well, I did say like if you need to like talk, that's good. But I find it really hard to believe that someone can't text back in any situation within a week when you're still like on your phone, going to work, this and the other. But I guess it's supposed to be a mental space, isn't it? Um, as well. But I was just like, you know, I, you need to figure this out first before um, before we can anything can happen. And obviously that ended. Um, and then unfortunately I met Ed and then kind of ruined all my chances of dating anyone else. I just walked. I just walked into the room. By the way, that's why I said that. <laughs> oh, well, he better listen to this episode and hear all the worst things you said about him. I don't think he's gonna listen to the episode because it took him like ten hours just to listen to one episode. So I was like, okay. Well, he mustn't um, love you enough if he doesn't listen to your podcast. Well, okay, we haven't gotten to that just yet. <laughs> 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 so that's a good thing then. <laughs> Oh. What is a reasonable? Is there like a reasonable length of time? Do you think for that kind of conversation? Um, I would. Well, I mean, it, love's a feeling and it can grow, but I would say rationally, it should be around three months. I was thinking that because if it's shorter than that, yeah. there might be a, a heavy amount of like just like um, freshness and newness. You know, you need to you need to be able yeah. to hold it back just a little bit, not to play games, but to understand the feeling a bit more. Three months Plus, is short. Well, it, I mean, it also depends on how much time you spend with that person in the three months. You know, it's, mm. I, there's no time frame, but if you're meeting somebody like three times a week, if you're dating somebody and you're meeting them three times a week, four times a week, spending over, you know, a couple of nights that there's, you know, properly, then I'd say three months. Because it's sort of three months is when you know that, well, actually, no, you're wrong. You're right, actually. Three months is sh- short. I would say yes, too short. Three months is when you sort of understand that you, you want to date that person full time rather than just, you know, dop it and do it every now and again. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I think between the two and three month mark is a reasonable time to be like, oh, we're in a relationship. Um, yeah. But I, I'd say probably then, I don't know, because... Uh, feelings are feelings. You know. can't really define it in that respect. I would yeah. just say don't do it too short. I think there's a large window for it. But if you say it within like two months, I'm a bit like, hmm... I don't know. I would, yeah, I would say if I'd say if you definitely say it under the three month mark, you're you're probably not so much in love with that person, but more in love with the situation, maybe or you love having something else. You know, someone around. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, plus, also with your relationship, which makes it even more tricky, is you started sort of officially dating before lockdown and then spent weeks apart. Um, so again, it's hard to gauge with your own unique situation. Yeah, that's the thing. We Obviously, we'd spoken about it before, like our relationship, because we didn't see each other for two months. Didn't see each other mm. at all in person, apart from videos. And then when we could start seeing each other, we did. And then we kind of made our own rules, which was then basically we decided to... We've essentially lived together now for like a, like three weeks. Um, oh, are you at so, his? Yeah, yeah. He was at mine for two weeks and we just moved to here. So we've been really bad um, in terms of following guidelines. We kind of created our own. Um, and... So, yeah, we've been together every single night for, like, three or four weeks. Well, three weeks. It'll be... So that's quite different for knowing someone such a short time yeah. than being each other. So maybe that's why I was irritable in the mornings because his face every morning was just like, get the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, again, what, that's going from one extreme to the other extreme. It's just, it again, is, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would hate... I would hate to be so early in a relationship and seeing them all the time you know what used to bug me about one of my exes 
was, and I, it used to just play on my mind. And I know it's bad when you think back and I used to, my mom told me off about it. It's like from the very first day we chatted on uh, Grindr um, to the day we broke up, we chatted a message at least every day. And that bugs you. And I, it bugged me a lot. And I know it sounds like I said. I knew it sounds bad, but I was just like, I just need a day where I, you know, whether you know, it used to be like every morning I'd wake up and there'd be like a good morning message on my phone. I'd be like, oh, really? Do you not have anything else to do if you're morning than message me? Shit. Or good night. And I'd be like, really? Just maybe a couple of days without a message would be nice. So I need I need a message every day. Like I like it. I'm, I've always been quite an intense texter anyway. But yeah. that being said, it might just be a message, and I quite like the fact that like I might wake up, then we might not message all day, then it gets to work, and I'm like seven p.m. and I'm like, ah, oh, need to message him. So I've been able to. We've both been able to have like an entire day without messaging. Then it's just to be like, oh hey, just message you to say I haven't checked to you, and then it might just be that for the day. But I do like to have a message mm. in the day but to wake up every day to a message would fucking piss me off Some every days. morning uh, morning no no bitch and, and then again I need, I need to be productive i need to go like so i'm not getting involved in this conversation yeah and then i forget to reply and then we'll cause drama and i'll be like oh not every morning why don't that you would, love me? That would bug me just to wake up to it hey I'm like, i wouldn't i wouldn't respond I wouldn't respond. That's the thing. I'd message it. Oh, you know, I was busy morning, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm just going to get back to work, so blah, blah, blah. Um, and I'm an intense texter. I know I'm intense when it comes to texting. So, yeah, just like, I need, I'd like a message every day, just not a conversation. And it's nice when it's just in the afternoon to say, oh, I hope you had a good day, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But yeah, that's it. But I think one thing I'm getting better at, which is because I'm such an intense texter, I, I didn't realize I had so many insecurities when it came to phone calls. Um, I think I'm getting better at speaking. You were the only person that I would speak to every week on the phone. Um, and it's because we were doing the podcast. I never oh, speak on the phone. No. Even then, I was like, fuck, I have to call him again. Another conversation. Uh, I was so to. Um, but now no. I like phone calls. I'm getting better at phone calls, which is good. I'll call people without texting because texting's stupid, isn't it? Like, you'd be like, oh, hey, uh, you could just call someone. And that whole hour long text message could literally be done in like four minutes if you just called. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what. What texting is good for is unimportant information. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you have a question to ask, that's not important because obviously it's important you'd call them. Unimportant information. Like, hey, Matt, what was the name of the book you mentioned the other day? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. Yeah. Or, yeah. Matt, how big was his thing? Um, well, that's the thing. I try and describe how good the sex was and I'd be like, no, I'll just call you and just explain it. Just call, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, it was terrible. It was terrible. I didn't see his face. It was a nun. I just, <laughs> yeah. It tasted like fish oil. Um, I was talking. We were talking about me and Edward talking about like threesome stuff, and I was like, "Cause, um, say, I don't know, say if you were someone who's like bisexual or something, and then they said, um, to you, like, one, would you be with someone who wasn't gay? Like, would you care if someone was bisexual or didn't define themselves?" or pansexual, or didn't just find themselves as gay, so they may be open to other people. One, would you be with that person? And the other one is, is, say if they suggested to you that they wanted to have a threesome, but there was a female involved, would you do that? 
Well, funnily enough, I will answer that question, but an argument somebody made in why um, they didn't think race should be taken off these profiles was it does not make me racist to say that I'm not into black people. Like it does not make me misogynist that to say that I'm not into women. Um, that's the argument somebody else made. I think that's um, both racist and sexist. Because <laughs> um, so, I'm well, not into women, I'm sexist. Race is different to sex though. I don't think that's the same. I don't think you can mix those two things up in that respect. Um, well, again, it's not my argument. It was their argument. Yeah. But for a hundred percent, um, I mean, you know me well enough to know how much I love a straight boy. I know, so if, I know, bitch. If I'm, if I'm um, saying, yes, I'm open to, you know, go with a straight guy, then I'd definitely be open to go with a bi guy or a pan guy. In fact, yeah. Um, you say, in yeah. fact, that makes it even hotter. I know you're going to say that shit. <laughs> what? More appealing. You were about to say that it's even more appealing, the fact that they are. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't going to say that. I was going to. Let something slip, but then I uh, <gasps> do it offline. And that is the end of um, our podcast. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's just, well, I'll say it anyway. I was, you know, that I think I told you where I, the guy I used to, I was convinced in the gym that the next time I met him, I was going to go up. And I can't remember if we talked about it in the podcast, but I, I, there's a guy who used to go to the gym with me, and I was just like, oh my God, he's the most beautiful person ever. And I was like, I remember the day saying, right, tomorrow, because I used to go at lunchtime, this is when I was unemployed. Um, I said, tomorrow, I used to, I'm going to go into the gym, and if he's there, I'm going to say hello. And he wasn't there, and I was like, damn it, the next time I see him, I'm going to say hello. Um, and I never seen him again. And then, uh, it turns out he's actually a porn star, and I did not know this, but he's actually a pansexual porn star. And oh, okay. he identifies as pansexual, and I'm like, I would still, uh, you know, it doesn't make me think of anything less than that, because I want to get down. Oh, absolutely. No, I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I think, Again, and why? I was thinking about this, I, don't, I think I would get with someone, I, I would find it difficult, but I'd be open to trying like a threesome with a woman if that was like the situation. If the situation called Abs- for it. Absolutely not. That is oh, really? where I would cross the line. Yeah, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I don't think I'd be able to perform, but I'd, I'd like I'd, to try. I would, I hold down the vomit would make, holding down the vomit would make me not be able to perform. I'll like, I think Ugh. I'd have to watch. I think I'd just have to watch for a bit and see how I feel. Do you know what? That's true. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but I see what you're but saying. But I 100% would be giving the male more attention in that scenario than the female. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, why don't you go get me a drink of water? Yeah. Take your time. <laughs> I don't know how I'd react, but we'll see. I'd be interested. I'd be in, oh, not, oh, sorry, that's a lie. I have no interest in that. <laughs> I literally I do not have any interest. No interest. What I'm open to is if I was with someone who wanted to explore that, then I'd be open to it. But I, nothing in my mind tells me that I want to experience that with a female. Nothing. At all. In the no. Um, that's yeah. too sexist. It is. It is. But one thing I'm interested in, which I've never explored before, is like yeah, um, trans people. You know, which we won't get into now, but um, I definitely think I'm super open to that actually, which um, was which I didn't expect for myself, but I've been thinking about it, a, a, you know, a fair amount, and I was like, I think it would be, especially because um, I like certain features on certain people. I like soft features. Sometimes you might get a little bit of a softer feature, um, mm. for sure. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, there there was a picture who went up and it showed a mom and her three daughters uh, as kids, 
uh, and then it says her mom and her three daughters and then a mom and her three kids. Um, and one of the daughters had transitioned to become a guy. Mm. And he was so hot. I was like, exactly. hello. Exactly. Hello, you. Hello. <laughs> and so I don't know why I would, I just couldn't imagine a situation where if I was like physically attracted to someone um, and they then, you know, had the courage to sort of, you know, to open up. I, I just couldn't imagine myself being like, affected by that. Now, that being said, it's never happened to me. I just, I, I, it would surprise myself if that, if, if I had some sort of reaction. Um, would you, because, because I think I've seen this, I don't know when, but I came up with my YouTube feed. It was on Joe Rogan's podcast where he's chatting to another straight guy. And I think the topic of conversation was, is it transphobic for a straight guy to say, no, they don't want to be with a transitioned female. I, think I didn't actually. Difficult. Yeah. I think that's quite a difficult thing to say, because I think it's quite, I, I don't want to say new because it's probably been around for a while, but I think it, in, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's new or it's an, it's not something that's super, super common. And I think that, I don't know if it's transphobic completely. I just think, I, I don't understand people's apprehensions because it's not what they're used to. Um, yeah. I, when I first started seeing guys, I had a lot of apprehensions and I've never experienced um, someone that I was aware of that wasn't um, still in the gender they were born in, for example. But um, yeah, I would still need to, you know, question and ask questions and, and, and find out a bit more um, for sure. But I, I, I don't want to make that comment now just because I need to think about it, if I'm honest. Mm, fair. I don't, I think, I, similar to you, I mean, I'll ask, I asked the question, I might as well answer. I think there is, I don't, I don't think it's transphobic, but I can understand why it is at the same time. And I just think it's a lot of uneducating. And I think yes. as, uh, I think as gay men, we're, more open to things like that because we grew up um sort of with the understanding well i definitely grew up with the understanding that me wanting to engage of sex with other men is wrong anyway so mm. you're you sort of you have to approach your sex life a bit more open to what is considered the norm um and i do think as society progresses a lot more people will be a lot more fluid with who they want to explore sexually and that's not a bad thing um i, I think it's just though. it's a generational thing that as as it's a generation thing and as generations grow up and people grow older and society goes on that it will sort of get more fluid it's just going to take time i think i will say though as gay men and within that i think we all assume and i've noticed recently especially around race stuff because all sorts are coming out because part of racist um also you know trans people of color who are heavily affected by a lot of situations that we assume mm. that a lot of gay people are, but that's not actually the case. And I think that happens within the situations that we're in, both with our friends, but also in the great grand scheme. Because I, even recently I saw online like on Twitter this group called LGB Alliance, and it's basically like a lot of people that are lesbian, gay, bisexual want to remove trans and their association with it because they don't believe that it represents them. And, and they actually are against um, gender reassignment and self-identity. And they don't speak for a lot of people, but I think that to me, it's an example of way that we might assume that because we're all, we've, we've probably been lumped together because we're all like on the queer spectrum, but in the same aspect, um, I think all marginalized people should be, should support each other regardless of what that, that area is. But we don't all assume that, I would say that. And in fact, I think we need to have a lot more education ourselves. I do as well. Um, on yeah. Those sorts of things. That's true. Um, I think a lot of people 
like going back years, like decades ago, a lot of people put LGBT together because they were outside the norm of white or straight white. Yeah. I don't even know why I brought race into that, but I felt it was important given that the history of the pride movement was started by black trans. Um, so yeah, it is, I think, I think there's a lot of growing to be done. I do. From, from everyone, not everyone, I'm not saying like other people, myself included, I need to grow. Mm. <sighs> but I need to sleep as well. <laughs> what now? In the day? <laughs> no, I, I don't like naps, but... Um, I love naps. I've just been, I've been having shit sleep these last four nights. I don't know. I had, Matt, I had a really kinky vampire dream the other night, and I don't know why. Yes. And I think it's because I had a lot of garlic before I went to bed. Um, that's ridiculous not before i went to bed i had it at dinner time but um i don't know I, I don't know why a vampire came in but it was yeah it was it was sort of very it was <laughs> it was a little bit kinky but it was also very a very abusive relationship i have to say because the vampire would hypnotize me and act as if nothing happened but then i'd always wake up with bite marks and i'd be like i'm pretty sure this wasn't here yesterday so it was a very abusive vampire relationship God, you need to love yourself, bitch. Love yourself. <laughs> no. uh, I think he died in the end anyway, so it was fine. <laughs> he just opened the curtain and he was gone. <laughs> I was like, good morning, text message. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> good morning, good morning, good morning. Oh my God. That yeah. morning text. All right. Um, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. What are you doing for the rest of your day? You said you had to do this really quickly because you had to go out and do something important. Uh, well, no, I didn't say I need to do it quickly, and it's because it is something important. I just said we had plans. That was the exact words like, you said. <laughs> you said, can I get this out of the way because I want to do my business elsewhere today? And I'm like, oh, girl, okay. Uh, we're going for a bike ride. So. Um, oh, do you know what? If it's stopped raining, I might go for a cycle myself. Yeah, I, you know, the weather's going to be really good from today onwards. Next week in London, it's going to be 31 and 32 degrees. Um, no. Which is wicked. Yeah, it's wicked. So we're going to go to the beach a couple of days. I'm going to get my car um, and do some road trips, which is excellent. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. And um, yeah, but we're, we're going to go on a cycle. So yeah, and that's why. I've well, got, if we get it, just get it done out of the way so we don't have to worry about it later on kind of thing. Because especially no, fair, one fair, thing fair. you hate more, which I understand, is even though I was 15 minutes late, the one thing you would absolutely hate more than that, which I've done a couple of times, is you'd be like, what time's good for you? And I'm like, I'm not too sure, but any time after five. And then it'll get to like quarter to five. And you're like, oh, Matt, you're ready in 15. And I was like, do you know what? I'm not even close to home yet. It's going to be like 7.30. And you're like, you're a piece of shit, Matt. And I've done that a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> and that's worse than being 15 minutes late and press the time. I know that. I've learned that lesson. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 Actually, well, Drinking, can we do it tomorrow? And you're like, I've literally got my headphones on and my microphone out. I'm set up to go. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? And I'm like, yeah. Can we do it tomorrow? Is that all right? I'm already drunk. Uh, <laughs> I think what was worse about the time you did that was because Mickey was over and we were going to record and you were like, actually, I'm just really drunk now. And I'm like, right, okay. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. I, that was that really is, bad. And that's where, so I, I want to try and avoid that as much as possible. <laughs> mm. Well, it looks like it's not going to stop raining here all week. So So what was that last bit? What are you up to for for the rest of the day? Well, it's not going to stop raining, so I don't know. Uh, I have to go over. I went over to Mickey and Tilly's last night and I had a couple of drinks. So I left the car there. So I have to walk over and get the car. 
No. And then, um, yeah, that's it. That's it. I might okay. see if Jess, my brother's girlfriend, is coming over later on and we might play a couple of games. I asked Sean if he wants to come down and play. Sean played his very first game of Catan last week. He won. I miss Sean. Um, I know, isn't it? Um, <laughs> given that you've never met him, but uh no but i used to look at his very instagram free... at least once a week because he's so fit um <laughs> so i haven't done that for a while well yeah he's busy 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 he started work again um he says he can't come down i'm like fuck you sean oh, such a dick. um I know, i hate sean um but yes yeah, so i don't know really chill i've started watching watchmen again and if anybody's not ever watched watchmen i would say it's such a good show it's racially driven so very relevant for what's happening right now it's also very sci-fi if you're a bit of a sci-fi freak um based on comic books but it's just so good and um yeah brilliant and the guy in it's really hot yeah yeah there's the real reason (laughs) everyone's hot to be found television i would say this um but yeah all right then boo okay all righty thanks everyone for listening Thank you, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and hopefully it's sunny where you are and you get to go outside a little bit and breathe some fresh air with a mask on. Mm. Yeah. And And just remember that we also are taking pledges on our Patreon account if you so choose um, because we'd like to grow our business. Does it count as a business, our platform? Uh, I hope not, because I'm not registered. (laughs) 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 Is it (laughs) Um, a hobby? If you want to help, saving um, over these quarantine periods, then you've always got. You may have a little bit of um, expensive cash, and you're like, you know what? I'd like the sound quality and editing to be a lot better. Or you know, you want some T-shirts with "Honest to Pod" on it, which is something. Ash is doing so well with designing stuff that I just I would love it. You can just see the merch, can't you, Ash? You can see it in your eye. I can. Um, yeah, I can. Yeah. I can. I can. It's just, I don't know. I don't think our followers love us enough to produce cups or t-shirts that people would want to That's get. Um, We're not very good. Because, you know. No, no one loves us. <laughs> nobody loves us. That's sexy, right? Um, <laughs> that is sexy. Why does nobody love us? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why won't you it's love me? Well, if not, you can do it for free um, just by sharing and posting in your stories about how much you love the podcast and listen to this week's episode. And you can find mm-hmm. us on honest to pod underscore between each word. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And don't forget also, guys, you can also leave reviews on Apple. Yes. It's a great way to help build the algorithm up and get it done. And you can listen to us on Spotify or you can tell your friends, listen to us on Spotify or YouTube. Where else, Matt? Where else can people sign Cloud? Where else can people listen to? I've never actually heard of any of the other <laughs> um, Twitch. Not Twitch. I have no idea. Twitch. Twitch yeah. is a gaming thing. Um, loads of things. They're all linked to the website honestpod.com. Guys, check it out. Beautiful. Actually, I hope you have. Um, I'm just going to say at this point an okay week because I feel like that would be a win. And yeah, I know that the sun will help and sleep and vampires. Yeah. Well, hopefully um, things will get better. I'm off work tomorrow, which is always good. So, yes. A lot of people seem yeah. to be about holiday or something. Oh. Um, I'm the only one who said that, a few people. No, I just have holiday use, so I don't 
sort of get taxed extra money on it before me end of my contract, which is now the end of July. Yay. So, yeah. Quack, 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 um, quack. <laughs> I hate that song. Oh, there's another one. And all you gotta do is whack, 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 whack. I hate that song too. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> Working nine to five. <laughs> oh, no. All right, bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.